0: want to talk about new year's resolutions first who's made any new year's resolutions anyone go on david Uh, have you really what full what did you just have for mackie's all right all right right. busted (laughs) quality what just for forever or for january or what just Cool, cool. Anyone else? Um, Down here, yeah, go on. My resolution was to not have any resolutions. Oh, okay. I think Cup out. Small. Sorry, go on. <laughs> I immediately broke it by having a resolution. Hey, which was? i not having a Oh, yeah, true. You tricked me then. Good, easy. Anybody else over this side? Anybody else? Yeah, Nate, go on. Is this... Do I really want to hear this? No, all right, never mind. Anyone else? No, no, no. So, mine is to stop biting my nails, but like I was saying before, i bit my nails loads, like today, literally loads, like my fingers are hurting. Anyway, too much detail. But, yeah, I think it's good to make resolutions, but can you tell me what you reckon the top five most common, don't put the next slide up yet, the most common New Year's resolutions are? Go on. Not really, but yeah, to do with food. Tom, to be less annoying. Mm, it's not in there, but it's a good one. Tom? To quit something. Quit something. These are all pretty vague. Harry? <laughs> Harry, quit smoking. Quit smoking. I believe that's number seven. That is top ten. Gone. He just brings up an inside joke in front of everyone. <laughs> go on. Go to, to go to the gym, to exercise more, yeah, that's definitely one. With the sugar thing, yeah, to, to sort out your diet is definitely one. Anybody else got any more? Go on, Lydia. Yeah, I thought that would be one, but it's not, it wasn't in there. Surprise. <laughs> Everyone's living a lie. Drink more water. I'm not sure. Put the next slide up. Let's see what the top ten are according to Google. Exercise more. Whoa, these are number, these are in order. Exercise more. Lose weight. Get organised. Who? Who wants to do? It? I definitely need to do that. But uh, learn a new skill or hobby. That's a pretty good one. Live life to the fullest. That's pretty vague, isn't it? How do you? Well, we know how you do that. Save more money. Spend less money. Quit smoking spend more time with family and friends, travel more, read more. Interesting. So why do we make, why do we wait till New Year to make resolutions? Anyone? What, what did you say at the back? Wait, what did he say? Yeah, true. Yeah. I think we should always be making resolutions year round, to be honest, we should always be trying to get better, trying to get better. But the point is, there's a new year, it's a chance to have a fresh start, it's a chance to have a new beginning or a blank page, like we've titled it tonight, it's a chance to break old bad habits or make new healthy habits or new good habits, chance to make a change and maybe a new attitude. And whether you do resolutions or not, or whether you think anything of new year or not, tonight we're going to talk about it and we're going to talk about stuff stuff that sort of links to this in the Bible. And actually i was trying to say it before there's not really an easy way to say it but newness is like all over the bible like jesus and god are all about newness so you can put the slides up with the scriptures on the first one if you turn into it sweet if not look at the screen 2 corinthians 5 verse 17 you might have heard of this one says therefore anyone who is in christ if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. We can, think of, we can relate that to new year, can't we? 2019 gone now, the new year 2020 has come. Next, next one, Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, and Ben spoke about this this morning. If you were here, uh, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. Forget the former things. Forget the old stuff. I'm doing a new thing. Like just, I was thinking about that this morning and it's pretty crazy. Just think of God doing a new thing. Like we see, we know so much about God through this book and so much through like history. We know so much about him or can learn so much about him. But he wants to do a new thing. Like he still wants to do a new thing. Like something no one on this earth has ever seen before. He's asking you to tune in because I want to show you that. I want to show you a brand new thing. That's amazing. That's what's on offer tonight. That's what's on offer this year. And finally, First Corinthians 2, verse 9. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived of what God has prepared for those who love him. So a paraphrase for this is the best is yet to come. You've all seen that on like Pinterest somewhere or something like that. But the best is yet to come. No eye has seen, no ear has heard. You ain't seen nothing yet, basically. Think of the most amazing thing you've seen or heard of or read about or believe, like Jesus feeding the 5,000. Like, he's saying that's nothing. That's nothing compared to what's to come. And that's mind blowing. And I'm gonna take on a different direction
1: we are really, really good
0: at treating Jesus like a pond. Okay, you know what I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, good. I don't think you know what I mean. We're really good. I was. I heard. A, I was at a, a preach this week uh, in the middle of the week, and the, this woman was talking about Jesus being a pond, and I was like, "You are right now. Like, what the heck you on about?" She was like, "We're treating like a pond or a lake." Think of it, what is a pond and what is a lake? It's a still body of water. Yeah, it doesn't move. Let's just say it doesn't change in its capacity. It doesn't rise or fall or anything like that. It's just there, yeah? It doesn't flow in and out. And what I mean by treating Jesus like a pond is in our relationship with him, or let's say the lake actually, or a pool, sorry, let's say a pool. I've nailed it. Right, Jesus is like a pool. So we go for a little dip when we want, and we come out. Yeah, we go for it. We dip our toe in. Oh, it's too cold. I'm not going in today. Maybe tomorrow. Right? How do we apply this? It's like our relationship with Jesus. We come to youth and we think, Ah, oh, if the worship's on point, I'll get into it. If if the worship's on point, I'll I'll dip my toe in the water. Or maybe I'll just go waist deep tonight. I don't really want to go too deep, and then I'll come back out. Or maybe we'll go all in on a Sunday night and then we won't go for a swim for the rest of the week. Do you know what I'm trying to say? When actually the Bible, it doesn't say that Jesus is like a pool or a pond or a still body of water, but it says that he's like a gushing river. Yeah, think of a river that's just going, that's just flowing, nothing's stopping it. You know when there's like a mad flood going on and it's like it starts getting bigger and bigger and it starts taking trees with it and all sorts. That's what, Jesus is like, that's what the love of Jesus is like. So instead of like going into a pool, like when we want refreshment, when we feel a bit too hot and bothered and when we want something, do we come to Jesus like that? Do we come to him and say, oh, I really need this right now. I really need this right now. And then when it's all good, we're just chilling and we're, you know, we we don't need him. We feel like we don't need Jesus. That's not what a relationship with Jesus should be looking like. The Bible in John, it describes Jesus as, as living water, and that's what He gives us. And that sprouts from within us and comes out of us to everyone we meet. It's like uncontrollable. If you've got the love of Jesus in you, it comes out of you and it touches everybody you meet. And it's powerful and it's wild, it's fast flowing, it's exciting, and it takes you places. Like if you get on that, you're progressing forward. That's what I want to get to here as we're talking about the transition from 2019 to 2020, are you moving forward? Are you going places with Jesus? Are you seeing Jesus as a pool or a pond or are you seeing him as that fast flowing river of living water? See, God is so good at moving forward. It's what he does. It's what Jesus does. He's always moving forward. Like think about his life on this earth. He performed loads of miracles, right? We could list so many miracles that he did, but did he ever just stop and be like, "Isn't that cool?" Like when he turned water into wine, or like, do you reckon like him and the disciples were just chilling and hanging around? He's like, "Remember that time? Turned water into wine. It was pretty wicked, though, wasn't it?" I just don't. I don't think that happened. He never like dwelt on what he did. He always did something, healed someone, and then was like, "Where's the next need? Let's move forward." He was always on the move. He was always going to the next town, and he didn't even. He wasn't like, look at me, come, come, come see me, blah, blah, blah. Other people did that for him. Like he didn't need to do that. That's just what happened because of the, the amazing things he did. Like, of all people, to big yourself up, he was the one who didn't. And that's pretty amazing. Like when he fed the five thousand, you think they just sat back and they're like, this is just so cool. Like, I don't know, I just you just don't hear of Jesus like even really like enjoying these miracles, like maybe, maybe the water to wine one, they're having a party. So maybe that was the case. But like feeding the 5,000, you don't hear and Jesus tucked in with everyone. It's like he was always trying to get away from the fame and away from the accolades. He was just doing what he's there to do, but he was always on the move, always moving forward. And unfortunately we can be really, really good at looking back or holding on to the past, instead of moving forward into the future, this is what I want to talk about tonight, and I won't be talking too much longer actually. But there's two ways that we can sort of create. Everyone knows what a dam is, right? We're going with water. Tonight. Everyone knows what a dam is, okay? So we can create. We can build log on top of log, and we can block that fast-flowing river that is his relationship with Jesus, and we can turn it into that stagnant pond, which only refreshes us for just a short period of time, instead of what relationship with him is supposed to look like. And the way we do that is by letting things in our past hold us back. Okay? So the two ways that we do it, we're either looking back or we're holding on. So first of all, looking back. This is a gamble, because I asked the leaders, and none of them... Responded very well, but who's seen Napoleon Dynamite? It's pretty old, yeah, Nate, the old faithful. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. I did see a hand at the back there. Right, it's not important whether you've seen it or not. And it was funny in its day, but I don't think you'll find it very funny anymore, whatever. But he's got an uncle, he's called Uncle Rico, right? And he, he's like, oh, he's just... It is funny but he's basically this guy and he's like living in a van and he's like just the, you know everyone you just have a weird uncle and i am an uncle but i'm not a weird uncle but and he like he's living he sets up a like a, a film of himself like a camcorder and he just goes out with like loads of american footballs and he just runs in front of the camera and he's just like throwing it like past the camera just to like watch himself throw this ball right that's how weird it is basically He always, all he ever talks about or all he ever goes back to is when he used to play American football back in high school and they made the state championships and they lost the state championships. But if I could go back now, I would take state. That's all he ever talks about. Or he's like, how much you bet I can throw a pigskin a quarter mile, which is American football, right? That's all he ever talks about. Like he had one thing going for him and it was like 30, 40 years ago and he still talks about it now. Like, if that isn't the definition of looking back and living in the past, I don't know what is. But it's actually, like, that's a, that's a silly example. But, like, we all, we all do that from time to time. And we all probably know someone, usually, like, an older person, who all they ever talk about is, like, the good old days kind of thing. But it's really easy for us to live, live in the past. Especially if it's good times as well, because it's comfortable, isn't it? Like when you have a good memory, when something was, oh last summer, or like, oh, I remember we did that escape, or remember when we went on holiday there, yeah, whatever it is, and we just want it to just be like that, let's not take a risk, let's not step forward, let's just stay here, because like, we know it works, and it'll, it'll hit this level. But what that actually creates is, and I had to stop myself from doing this, like, I had some good times in 2019, and like, I just kind of was like, I just, like carrying that with me into this year instead of being focused on where I'm going. But, actually, it's like, walking the, it's like walking this way and looking that way, okay? So if I was like doing that, have you ever, one time I was on the way home from school and uh, I went to wave to my friend who was on a bus. I'm really bad at this anyway, like when, when I'm looking at something and trying to walk one way, I just... I forget how to walk, I don't know. But he was on the top deck of the bus and I was looking up, walking on wave and I fell straight into a hedge, I kid you not. Just because I just totally lost balance. I don't know, it's just weird. But think about comparing walking like this, you know where you're going, you can see where you're going, to being over here. Going in the same direction but looking here and being focused on something over there and then something comes in front of you and you fall over, whatever, you're wandering, okay? Think about trying to go up a mountain like that, like always looking at where you've come from, always looking at where you've been, instead of where you're going. Like it's going to take us twice as long to get there, isn't it? And what I want to encourage you to do, for this year really, and like from this day, don't walk into 2020 with your eyes still on 2019 because it's hard to get anywhere when we're facing the wrong way, okay? And I'm not saying like, forget about those good times, they don't exist, whatever. Like, no, that was good, and that's where it stays though. If all we ever do is live like Uncle Rico, living in the past, living in the good times, we all of a sudden wake up and he's like 50 years old, living in a van, still dreaming of winning a high school game. We don't want to be like that, do we? In whatever our own version of that is. We wanna press on towards the goal that Jesus set out for us. And I just feel Jesus saying tonight to some of us, he's saying, I don't care about what what you've done, but I care greatly about what you're going to do. I don't care about where you've been, but I care massively about where you're going. It's all about this way. The old is gone, the new has arrived. And so the second point, that was looking back. Now we're going to talk about holding on. And this is about some stuff that maybe last year, or it doesn't just have to be last year, just let's just say it in the past, that didn't go well. Certain stuff that we regret, certain stuff that maybe like, if you had a second chance, you wish that didn't happen. Maybe some stuff that you did, a mistake you made, or something that you were just a byproduct of, like it just happened, and you were a part of it. It could be like a relationship breakdown, it could be like losing a friend, it could be family issues, losing a loved one, or mistakes made on either side. There's so much more stuff that could have happened, like even if you've just fallen out with a friend and there's a, there's a gap there. We wish it didn't happen, but it did. And now we're left holding on to these things like hurt, pain, anger, sadness, guilt, disappointment bitterness regret unforgiveness those aren't things that we should be walking around with those are things that are going to stop us from pressing on in 2020 those are things that are going to stop us from accessing that living water that we're talking about that free flowing relationship with jesus and in fact when we're holding on to these things these negative things this is the stuff that each one is a log on the dam and each one is blocking that steady flow and turning our relationship with Jesus into a still stagnant pool. And actually, can I just have, Nate, can you come up here? Can I trust you? Alright, okay. We'll see. I've dug this one out from the shed. Right, just hold that end. You go that way. If you let go, you might get a cheap laugh, but you'll also ruin the analogy, so please don't. You need to go right, you need to stretch it, right? So, Nate, I'm sorry to inform you, but you are all those negative things, okay? Just for the purpose of this, not, I'm not speaking out of you, right? So, say I've got something in my past that I've not dealt with, right? I've got a broken down relationship that I've not quite got through. A family member has left and I don't know why, or whatever, whatever it is, the stuff going on. And I'm trying to press on in my relationship with Jesus and I'm trying and I'm trying, but all I do is I just keep getting pulled back, okay? I know it's slack again and it's loose and I'm in that pool with Jesus and I feel good on a Sunday night or a Sunday morning. So I feel good, I feel refreshed. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna do this life thing and I'm following Jesus and I'm following Jesus, but it pulls me back again. And actually the further I go, hold on mate. the further I go, the faster and the harder it pulls me back. Yeah? Do we get that? That is what all this stuff does. And that's not how we're supposed to be living our lives. And until we actually go over to this thing, over to this pain, whether it's a person who we need to forgive or ask for forgiveness from, whether it's something that we just need to get closure for or I don't know, whatever it it needs to be, before we bring it to Jesus, deal with that. Thank you very much, do you wanna run to that end? You don't have to run, listen to you. No, no, go to that end, go to that end. Once we've dealt with that, and we've got this with us, we decide, right, Nate, you're Jesus now, so upgrade. And now, Nate, if you just walk that way, don't run, just walk, just walk. I'm being pulled along in the right direction. Okay, oh. <laughs> sorry, sorry, right, so, <laughs> I genuinely did mean to do that, thank you. Give Nate a round of applause. That's what we want, that's where we want to be, okay, we don't want to be trying to progress, thinking that we're doing life on our own, doing it well, and keep getting pulled back, can anyone relate to that feeling, honestly, thinking you're moving in the right direction, but for some reason I just keep ending up back here keep ending up back on my knees, keep ending up in tears, wondering why I can't just sort this out. It's because we can't do it on our own. And actually, how do we deal with that stuff? First of all, we've got to acknowledge that there is something there. First of all, we've got to acknowledge that, actually, man, that person really hurt me. Or that thing that happened to me years ago, is having an effect on me still. And I need to dig that out. And do you notice how I was here, but to sort it out, I had to go back. Yeah, I had to go back to deal with it. Sometimes you have to go back into the pain to get it sorted. Does that make sense? And so, oh, I was just going to say, that feeling of going in the right direction and being pulled along is incredible. Like, when you're on the right track, when you're following Jesus and he's pulling you, and you're going through life following him, that is like the height of life. That is living life to the fullest. And that's what Jesus wants for every single one of you right now, right now, today, and for all of 2020 and all the years to come. Do you ever like, when I went hiking as a kid, like with my dad or my brother and sister, I was the youngest, right? But I don't mean anything. But whenever I get tired, all I do is like grab onto someone's bag and then like, they would have to work twice as hard but I just get pulled along. And if you feel like so light, it's amazing. Like, do you know what I mean? When you're just like so tired and then someone's just pulling you and you just don't have to do anything. It feels amazing. You've got that support and it's actually just not as hard. That's the difference when we we disconnect from all that pain and we connect onto Jesus and we let him guide us. So just, everyone just bow your heads real quick. We're going to stand and we're going to sing a song in a second. Just to to seal this off and just to catapult us into 2020. But I just want to take a moment for each and every one of you. So please, if you would, just just close your eyes, just bow your heads. Just focus in. And just take a moment, ask yourself, do I need to turn my head and stop looking at what 2019 was? Just take it for what it is and recognise that it's time to crack on and move forward for all that Jesus has got in front of me.
1: Or maybe it's that second
0: one, and I'm betting it is for a few of us, that there's something that's happened. It might not have even been last year, it might have been 10 years ago, it might have been last week, but there's something that's weighing heavy on you, that someone did to you, or you did to someone else, and you just need freedom from that. Just take a minute to just maybe ask Jesus what what that thing is. Ask him if there is anything in there that he needs to bring to the surface. And Father, I just pray over every person here, Lord. Lord, I pray over the people who aren't here but should be, Lord Jesus, as well. People who are still part of our family, Lord God. Lord, I pray for those of us who are, for want of a better phrase, Jesus, living in the past, living in who we used to be, Lord God. I pray that that stops now, Jesus, and that we have the courage to step forward. Even though it's scary, stepping into a blank page, stepping into a new year, we take this chance to turn our head and not look back, but look forward for all that you have for us, Jesus. And Lord, I pray for those people who are holding on to something tonight, Lord Jesus. Just like that example, Lord, they're holding on to something that they just can't get free from and it just keeps pulling us back and pulling us back, and we end up feeling rubbish about ourselves, Lord Jesus. I pray that you would highlight what that thing is, Jesus. And Lord, I pray that you would bring freedom tonight. Lord, I pray right now you're setting people free in this room, Lord Jesus. You're setting people free in their homes, Lord Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would bring freedom to each and every one of us, Lord God. I pray that you bust the dam, Lord God. And I pray that we can just be floating along in your currents, Lord Jesus, as we follow you. Lord, I pray your blessing over this youth group, Lord God, and everyone who's attached to it, Lord God, for this whole year ahead. I pray we see some incredible things in your name, amen.